Hi, this is Coach MJ. We're back on another episode of the Real Mission I'm Possible show. Today, our guest is Audrey van der Lee coming to us from the Netherlands. Audrey has a special story, which I've asked her to share here on the show. It's worthy of all of our attention. And I'd just like to, first of all, welcome Audrey onto the show. Well, Audrey, good morning from the United States, and you're in Netherlands, so it's almost the afternoon. Uh, thank yes. you for coming on. Yes, thank you. Thank you for having me, Coach. Well, you know, I, I, I got a chance to see some of the incredible content that you put out, inspiring content that you put out, and caring content that you put out on LinkedIn. It's over over the top. Um, there aren't too many content creators I can think of that put so many vitamins into a post that you do. And I commend you for that. And I've become a fan of yours. And oh, doing that, me. I found out that you have a story to, to share that kind of goes with our show, because here we talk about with thought leaders and also people who've overcome and faced incredible adversity overcome, found the meaning of resilience, found the inner strength to be able to go step another day. Um, everybody's fighting a fight. We never know what anybody is going through. So the whole mantra, these last 36 months has changed to just be kind. And uh, it's starting to resonate with a lot of folks uh, that I'm meeting online, especially in and you. So, Audrey, could you just give us a little bit of background on where you came from, how you grew up, where, and then what led us to this event, which you're going to talk about? Okay, well, uh, I'm from the Netherlands, like you said, and I grew up in the middle of the country in a very small town uh, and with my mom and dad. And uh, I, uh, at a young age, I was already ready to see the world. So I'd never fit in anywhere. I was like uh, always uh, trying to find out and get knowledge from books. So I read a lot, and uh, when I was becoming a teenager, I was ready to see the world. So I went traveling since I was very young, and uh, unfortunately, when I was very young, I had my first uh, bad encounter, and that means that uh, I lost all my knee straps, and uh, uh, before I was uh, 16, they told me I would never walk again. So I had... Uh, a lot of surgeries. Uh, I had to uh, miss out on a lot of things that uh, people do in uh, when they're uh, very young. Uh, but uh, I was still be able to manage and to pursue uh, without uh, the rehabs. I had the revalidations. So after that, um, how do you say it? Uh, I decided that uh, I wanted to go to school, but not so long. So I, you can com compare it to college. Uh, so I did four years and two years, and I just started traveling around the world. So I started out in uh, England. I went to Tenerife. Then I went to uh, Japan. I was there uh, for quite a long time because uh, this country was amazing and very interesting, and I loved the culture. Uh, and that was me. I was always on the way and on the move. And in, in between, I had all these surgeries and stuff that I had to go through and do a lot of training. So you can uh, you will see me when I was young, a lot of in the gym and uh, working uh, my ass off just to be able to walk. 
So this was uh, uh, like a red line in my whole youth. Uh, and uh, after that, uh, I um, went back to work in the Netherlands. I worked for the TV station. Uh, unfortunately, there we went again. I had a bad accident, so uh, it cost me uh, a few uh, of my memory cells. Uh, and uh, I had to go uh, and work again on myself. So all these things in between that uh, cost me a lot, but uh, I was able to uh, thrive after. Uh, this is a little bit about my uh, childhood. And um, yeah, what can I say? Uh, I'm, I'm proud of who I became today. I'm proud that I made it through my childhood. I I'm proud that I traveled. And uh, I think I, because I traveled and I had a lot of different jobs uh, that uh, I encountered a lot of people, a lot of cultures. Uh, um, I, I had so many people, contacts all over the world that really formed me in, in the international person I am today. Wow, wow, okay. Well, uh, I, didn't, I wasn't expecting that one, but I guess so. That helped set up the next piece of this because you were told at a very young age about things that it wouldn't be possible for you to do, and yet you found the courage to be able to say, uh-uh, I'm not listening to that. That's not my story. We're going to get through this. And you did that twice, once with your knees, as I just heard now. And the second one was you had an accident which caused a brain injury. I'm assuming that's what you... Yes, yes, exactly. Um, that's no joke. Um, that's very serious. And that would put most people on the ground and that would be that would be it. So you continue to to crawl and to then start to make your steps and walk and then and then go on. So tell us now where you were in your early career and then what led you up to 2019. And I'm giving that clue to my audience because this is the story coming up soon. Yeah, well, I uh, when I came back and after the accident, uh, at that time I worked at the TV station. Uh, I developed uh, a lot of uh, um, work, uh, and uh, the government asked me to just uh, drop by and uh, asked me that because of my experience with people, that I can help them uh, to help the people to find jobs. So that in that time worked for the government, I had a lot of different experiences in a different way. I managed a team. Um, I, uh, I uh, went back to school. I had my sales, sales degrees extra and a few other degrees as well. So I had a lot of chance to develop myself more. Uh, uh, and after that, uh, I had my children. I, I got married. Uh, so I had a pit stop. and. Um, uh, I in, in 2009, uh, I had my divorce and it was a really bad time in my life. And after I went through that, I had to stop working at the government. And that, that really hurt me uh, as a person because I loved the job. It was uh, my own creation, my own function in that job as well. So uh, I got a big party from the government when I left, but it was uh, no, I didn't really like to go. Uh, but I had to do, decide just to take uh, a little time off. Uh, and after that, I um, really thought about uh, life and what I was, what I've been through. And uh, actually, I got a little bit uh, upset, a little bit mad. Uh, and I told my friend 
she's a longtime friend of mine. She's like 20 years or 30 years now, my friend. And I told her, nobody should ever go through what I went through because it's it's just horrible how you manage, how, how you just survive and how you keep your family together and how you make your money to keep your home even. Uh, so uh, at that point, I decided uh, that uh, I uh, wanted to do something by myself. I want to be a founder. I had my idea. So, and uh, my idea was just to help people freely and just uh, dedicate my life as a volunteer for anyone who needs my help. So that was the start in 2014 of my founding. And um, well, after that, it was just went crazy because we helped like more than thousand families a year out of poverty. Uh, we helped uh, when buildings burned down, we made sure people got new furniture. Well, you can, it didn't matter what help question. It's like you see a tapping point, people ring the bell and they say, well, we have a problem. And I, we just said, come on in. So I started at, in my backyard, in my house. Then I went to my first company. Then I went to my second company because we were just growing bigger and bigger. So we managed to give people everyday bread, uh, other foods, furniture. They, they didn't matter. But also the background that all was connected to one center, uh, all the companies who were helping people, serving people, didn't matter if they were from the government, it didn't matter if they were a business people. We had like 500 companies supporting us in any kind of ways uh, just to prevent and help people to get back on their feet and to go in the right way. So this was uh, my dream. Wow. And uh yeah, well, it, it was it, it was such such a blessing, and I can tell you the thing I learned from that time. It doesn't matter. There is no no no. There's always a way, and if there isn't a way, the universe is sharing it where to go. But we we had some really strange things going on that we thought, okay, we're not going to be able to manage this one, but it's just. Somebody called and said, oh, hello, I heard you are doing this good job. And uh, we have this and that for you. And I was like, oh, my God, this is it. This is what we need. And I was like, yay. So this was me. And uh, I was the founder. But of course, we did this with the whole team. There was a lot of volunteers, like 68. In the, and a lot of youngsters came into the company to learn because I thought it was very important for youngsters to learn that it, it isn't normal just to have your bread, to have a home, to be able to do everything. So it was very good training uh, for, for youngsters just to know where to go from there. Uh, so this was, uh, this was well, this built themselves up. And um, in, uh, in 2014, in January, I thought I had a flu. I just uh, managed uh, my uh, board to uh, expand. So, because I thought I cannot stay the director, I cannot stay the logo. I cannot do the PR by myself alone. I need more people around me, good people. So uh, I expanded the board. I went back in my hours because I thought, okay, Audrey, because you have three children, you cannot go 24 seven a day. So, um, but then in January, I thought I got a flu. 
I stayed at home. And after a couple of months, then I lost my speech. And there it is, was the start of my new story. Oh, my goodness. My goodness. Let's pause right there. Let me just kind of go back. So you had no experience in doing, I guess, what you're you're talking about is your when you say founding. You, you founded a non-governmental organization, right? An NGO. Yes. And yes. with this... What with the, in Americans they would call it a nonprofit or a charity. So yes. you you're the founder and and you had no experience doing this, of course, at all. And there was no you just you and in your in your backyard, right? That's where you started, yeah. and you grew that into sixty eight volunteers, five hundred companies supporting you, thousands of people being empowered, helped, assisted, rescued from uh, hopelessness, from disaster. And there's you raising three kids simultaneously doing this because you're just putting your all in. You just want to serve and you've created this by yourself because you know that this is your mission. Here's going to use this word today a few times, but this was your mission. And suddenly lightning hit you for the third time um, and you lost your voice after having the flu for a couple of months. And this is where the story starts. Incredible. Please share. Yes. Well, I uh, thought I had flu, like I said, so, uh, but I lost my speech and my children were actually telling me, mom, this is normal. You need to see a doctor. And you can imagine the person I am. I, I don't see the doctor often. I'm like, just take your vitamins, eat your good food, and just just go on. And uh, I do take my rest and have good sleep, but still, uh, I I was just stalling it because I was busy because I was working on my quality marks. You know, I had like one year's time to get my quality marks from the government, and this was a a, a very big issue here because if I had those quality marks. Then people and like uh, government lotteries and all other kinds of companies will get tax uh, benefits just because, well, this is a system. I don't, I don't know if it's in America the same, but it's, it's here in the Netherlands. So when you have this quality marks and I don't have to uh, feel this heavy load of getting that money together for a whole year because you have this big company, you have, you have to, pay everything non-profit. So uh, I had one year's time just to prove them all, all these uh, accountants, that uh, I had a steady business, all was good, uh, put down the numbers, show them the way. And um, so all that happened at the same time. So I was not really feeling good, but I was really excited because these things were coming my way finally. So that was a relief for me. So in the in when my children told me, I have to go a little bit back, when my children told me that I, I need to see the doctors, I went to see the doctor in the afternoon. So I saw him and he looked at me, he said, this is not good, Audrey. I said, you're kidding me. I know it isn't, but what's going on? I said, I don't know. This My arm was like falling out and my speech was getting worse. And uh, he said, you need to go to the hospital straight away. I was like, okay, straight away. That ain't good. So I went to see the neurologist straight away. And uh, I went to go and have this MRI. They, uh, I went through the machine. I saw the doctor. And uh, the doctor looked at me and he said, uh, well, I think 
you have multiple sclerosis. I said, what? Because, you know, all kinds of diseases are very uh, common to people like cancer, like all kinds of but multiple sclerosis, like the underdog. Nobody knows exactly what it is. A lot of people think that it's something with your muscles. Uh, there's not, not really a lot of publicity around it. It's starting now. It's getting better. Uh, but I was like, okay, and so what's next? And he said, well, we, we want to do some more research and I will see you back on the 1st of April. I said, okay. So I was sitting in the car, like really numb, like in this bubble, uh, just what just hit me. <laughs> I need to know what it is. I don't know what he means. I didn't, I didn't know what it was. So uh, I went back home and, and, and well, that was the start of the roller coaster, of course. And uh, uh, I had to go back on the 1st of April. Can you imagine on Fool's Day? But that was an, a joke, uh, coach. That wasn't a joke. So he told me, you have multiple scrolls, but you also have the progressive form. That means that I give you to the end of the year. I said, Ex excuse me? I give you to the end of the year. And before the end of the year, I think you're in a, in a support home. Uh, you're caught in your body and no functions anymore. All your functions are gone. So we need to act immediately. I, uh, I have some ideas and we need to act now. And uh, this is the most important thing. You have to keep in mind uh, the only one is important now is you. So, coach. You know what went on in my mind? I was like, I need to see a lot of people. I need to make sure my kids are okay, that I, I have my papers in order, that my children will, will be okay when I'm not there anymore. I even made videos to say goodbye to them. It was just like horrible. It was horrible. I just thought, okay, this is it. I need to do only one thing now. I'm not going to help anybody anymore. I'm just only one I'm going to help is myself. I just don't have a choice. So that was uh, that was like the man with the hammer. Do you have this expression uh, in America as well? We do now. Yeah. <laughs> so... Uh, well, uh, that was a nice, and uh, I was I was really in a bad shape. I was I was getting worse in a very 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 quick time. That means like in a couple of months. In May, I decided to lay down all my functions, just to say to, to the board that I'm gonna end my function. I'm not gonna be the director anymore. I'm not gonna be. I don't know what you're gonna do, but uh, I have to stop. I have to stop and I need to do this fight by myself and only this because I cannot do and, and, and I cannot. And I, and, and I didn't even have a prognosed time. Like if you can say in one year's time, I'm back or one half year's time, I'm back. Then you have, you, you know, as a business, what you can do just to work around it and to make sure that it continues. But there wasn't any, any, uh, um, possibility that that uh, I could continue so the board decided just to put everything down and um, that was really tough on me I talked to um, a lot of uh, important people in my uh, network because uh, just to, to to talk to them as in my uh, uh, voice because my voice was terrible 
but I needed to explain that uh, this was really tough, a tough decision for me to do because I was thinking about all these families, how they're going to manage. So I uh, wrote a letter to the families and uh, I went there in the wheelchair already because I was already in the wheelchair and I uh, went to the company and uh, I said goodbye. So I read the letter and uh, there was like uh, 60 families around me and uh, we were only crying. There was only crying. I tried to explain and uh, they of course understand why I had to do this, but they were really in shock too. And um, uh, I only was hoping and praying that they would manage without me and my team. So uh, this was also a learning school that when you, sometimes you just need to stop. And uh, this is uh, sometimes in life that uh, when you encounter things, you can just, you can cling or hang into, but sometimes you just need to let it go and take care of yourself. This is really important. This is what I really learned in that time. So in June, uh, I was already in the wheelchair, I just told you, and uh, my uh, functions were going down. So I had spasms. I couldn't even send an app on the phone anymore. Uh, my uh, talking was terrible, but uh, I got damages in my uh, uh, speech department, uh, my memory department. Um, well, there was like 14 damages in my body, in my brain that prevented me to continue. So yeah, that was a, that was a struggle and um, I just couldn't believe it. And I, go, I went through a really, really dark time because I was that light to shine and this was, this was me. And the only, you know, you can, I encountered a lot of things that you cannot walk, you cannot do this or you cannot do that. But to lose your voice, to lose your voice is something that is, I don't know, I don't, I don't know what happens when you lose your eyes. I think it's really impactful as well. But to lose your voice and, and you are the voice, uh, then uh, you're like, I don't know who I am anymore. I was just like, I was, I was looking at myself and I was like, this is not me. I mean, I'm in this body, but it's not me. So I was struggling to get out. So I prayed and I prayed. I, I even called my priest and uh, he came and he came by and I, I told him, I want to do a confession. He said, what? Because it's not from this time anymore in our country that people do confessions. I said, I, I want to do confession. He said, but you need to have certain things to be able to do confession. I said, I have all. I have all of them. <laughs> I just want to do the confession. I just want to redeem. I want to get it out of my system. And from that time, um, I, I just, I heard this voice to just to press through that I'm not alone. And in a few months time, this was end 2019, Slowly, I got my voice a little bit back. I got my new, the newest, latest medicine. So that means that I'm in the hospital a lot, uh, getting these infusions. It's like kind of a chemotherapy, but different. Um, you don't lose your hair. That's that's that's. But it's it's of course very dangerous uh, to uh, to go through. 
And in 2020, I think halfway there, um, I was uh, like, okay, I need to do something. I need to make a statement. So I made a video. I made a video uh, and I told my network what happened. Uh, I got a, my voice was already a little bit better. It went back and forward, but uh, I needed to do this and show people that I was still there. And I asked help on LinkedIn. I asked help. I asked them to help me get back on my feet and to help me believe in myself again and to, to be able to pursue. I couldn't do this by myself. So I asked all these people help and I started to talking with emojis under people's content in emojis because I, this all was damaged. So I had to go all through the, all, the, all this training and training and training and training, memory training, this training, that training. So I, everything I had got my hands on, I did. Uh, other food, other supplements, other uh, sleep coach. Uh, I don't know. doesn't matter. And it worked. In the end of 2021, I was able to uh, get rid of my wheelchair. And um, then this mission really started. And this is my new mission that is just give to inspire others because this is me. I want to be the light. I have the, all this knowledge. I just want to tell people what to do, uh, but let them do them themselves. Not like the old order, take people by the hand and, and do everything for them. No, just tell them what to do and be that light. Just make that positive impact on humanity and share my knowledge. So this is the start of my new mission on LinkedIn. And this was start of my do good mission to share and do good for others and, and show people that this is a good world. There's a lot of good and we need to get more balance. We need to get more love in there, more empathy, more compassion. I mean, this, this, this world is, is upside down. And I always felt really responsible for everything going around in my community, in my country, but even in the world. So in 2021, I also decided just to go international because this was good training for me, cognitive training. And it was good training for me with my English. So it was a win-win. And I can be creative. I can, you know, work on my pictures, work on my content and write Think what I'm thinking today and get up and think, okay, I'm going to write today about love. I'm going to write today about humanity. I'm going to write today about life purpose. It doesn't matter. It just flows out of my pen. And I'm just laying it out there and I'm, I'm letting it go. And I, I met so many nice people around in, that, in the time being. So uh, my LinkedIn grew a lot. And I'm really proud of all the help people gave me um, because I said, I want to keep my network alive. I worked so hard to have this big network and I don't want to lose that. And uh, well, it worked. Amazing. We're talking with Audrey Vanderlee. She's gone through an incredible hurdles of adversity. She's the, the real deal. We're here on the Real Mission Impossible show. And to follow her on LinkedIn is Audrey Vander Lee. Uh, hashtag do good mission. Uh, I follow her. I look at forward to her posts daily. She's inspiring. She gives great advice. Sometimes tips for the soul. Sometimes tips for nutrition. 
always tips from the stars and always things to make you feel good and shine. Audrey, you are a light. I have been so lucky and fortunate to have been able to have you on the show. And I look forward to more discussing more with you as you restart your, your new journey, because I know it's going to be phenomenal. Um, gosh, what a student of life you are. Any, any last bits of advice? You've got people who are listening to this. They're going through their own struggles. They just, they're seeing dark clouds. They don't know if they're able to face tomorrow. Things are really, really tough on them, maybe economically, maybe job loss, maybe, maybe illness. Um, what could you give them as a parting injection of uh, possibilities? Uh, well, first of all, I want to say to them that don't fear the future because then you're wasting today. Uh, every day is a new blessing. Count your blessing. Uh, get that gratitude level up because just look around and mention daily what it is, what is good in your life. Because when you do that, you turn things around and don't count those days, but make those days count. And you know, you can develop these skills, but you can also develop these small habits. Don't go for the big thing. Just start with the small steps. But the first steps is so, is so, so important. Just the first step is action. You need to move. All those people out there, keep moving. Because training, moving, just go outside, have a little walk, get your get the sunshine in your face is so important and not all of us can do great things but we can do small things with great love so all of us can make this impact on other people this is just what i wanted to say coach well i, I couldn't 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 have think about anybody else who could have said it better um terrific audrey vander lee follow her uh, I, I salute you thank you so much for being here on the Real Mission I'm Possible show. We look forward to uh, hearing more about your incredible journey going forward. Hashtag do good mission. Thank you, Audrey Vander Lee. Thank you so much, Coach.